0: And they're going to get prayed over, amen, if they need prayer, amen. God's good, amen. Amen. Woo, what a good God we serve. I think we've already had church. I said, I think we've already had church. Now, we're not done yet. But we've already had church, no doubt about it, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Going higher, look at your neighbor and say, we're going higher. Amen, Amen. praise the Lord. Let's... uh, Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. We have over the last, well actually the last two months, been ministering on uh, being an overcomer. And uh, because this is the year of the overcomer, look at your neighbor and say, you look like an overcomer to me, praise the Lord. Overcome. Hallelujah. And so we're all called to overcome, amen, because we got the overcomer on the inside. Praise the Lord. Amen. And. Uh, Praise God. And greater is He who's in us than He who's in the world. Amen. The Scripture says, Whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world. Amen. Our faith. Praise God. And so we've been every week kind of coming at a different angle with this, and so I'm today feeling in my heart, um, kind of had a, an a uh, probably a, a week or so ago. Actually, it's been uh, probably a month or so back. Spirit of God began to talk to me about beginning to do some things concerning uh, the Holy Spirit. And, um, and so, uh, just kind of waiting for the go-ahead on that. And I felt like today's the start of that. We're going to talk about some things. We're going to uh, just talk about, the you know, really the, the power of the Holy Spirit at work. Amen. And what all that can mean. And so today, I want to talk about, uh, really, I want to talk about spiritual wisdom. And I want to I come at it from this angle first. And then uh, we, we need to understand the importance of the work of the Spirit of God in our lives. All seven of you. Praise the Lord. Uh, we need to understand the importance of the work of the Holy Ghost in our life. We need to understand the importance of the Holy, Holy Ghost at work in our lives. Okay. I a little, you know, all right. All right. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right, praise God. We're going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 1, and it says, "And I, brethren, amen, uh, when I came to you did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom. Of course, he's talking about man's wisdom, declaring to you the testimony, uh, declaring to you the testimony of God, for I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified." Of course, this is Paul talking. Uh, to the church at Corinth. He says, I was with you in weakness or inability, in other words, an inability to produce a result. In other words, I, you saw my, you, saw my uh, you know, who I am, what I'm about. It's not all about me. It's not all about uh, what I can do or can't do. I was with you in weakness and fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom. Everybody say human wisdom. Okay? Because there's a difference. Okay was not uh, of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Amen. Dunamis, okay, miracle-working power. That your faith should not be in the wisdom of men. Everybody say, wisdom of men. wisdom of men. But in the power of God. Look at your neighbor and say, that's a good thing to put your faith in right there. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 6, however... We speak wisdom. In other words, he's going to start talking about a wisdom, right? We speak wisdom among those who are mature, all right? Hallelujah. Yet not the wisdom of this age, okay, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages of our glory which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known. See, if the devil would have knew what was going on, if he would have actually understood what was happening, it says here that they would have never crucified the Lord of glory. Would have never done it. Because, you know, you do that, and you know, they go ahead and they did that, and then all of a sudden he, you know, the death, the burial, the resurrection, the ascension, and then he says, you know, I'm going to send you a helper, praise God. And then all of a sudden, man, here comes the Helper, and all of a sudden we don't just have one person to deal with. Now they've got hundreds of them. And that's exactly what's happening. And every one of you now have have the Lord on the inside, have the Spirit of God on the inside. And the enemy doesn't just have one individual he has to chase around. Now he's got thousands upon thousands, probably actually millions, amen, right now with the potential, amen, to disrupt anything the devil might throw out there. Can I hear a big amen? Amen. All right. So if they would have known, they would have never crucified the Lord of glory, all right? But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love Him. Everybody say things. things. There's all kinds of things, okay? Things which has been prepared or provided for those who love Him. I think the Amplified said things that have been made or kept ready or something like that. If you haven't Amplified, if I mispronu- or misworded that, I apologize, but I believe he said that those that, things that have been made ready or kept ready, amen. How many know there are things that have been made ready or provided, amen, ready for you and me? And what he's trying to bring out here is this, that this wisdom is still available. There are things coming out of the Spirit of God that are available for you to function in. And he says in here that there are things, uh, uh, wisdom of God in a mystery hidden wisdom. Now, not hidden from you, but hidden for you. Amen. And so God wants to get these things into your possession. God wants to get these things, amen, into your possession. Amen. Why? Because it'll make you it'll make life different. I said it'll make life different. Now, those things, you know, this verse 9 is a quote out of Isaiah, but verse 10 says, "But God has revealed them what these things that are ready these things that are prepared these things by the spirit of God the wisdom of God the mysteries of God the hidden things of God amen God wants to reveal them to us through his spirit amen everybody say through the spirit for the spirit searches or investigates all things yes the deep things of God amen Praise the Lord. Now I'm going to come back to that, but let's uh, uh, real kind of just got to roll with what I felt in my heart here. If we back up here a little bit, uh, let's go back to let's say uh, uh, verse seven. How about that? Uh, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages uh, for our glory. Amen. You notice what it said there for our glory? Isn't that kind of wild. But God's trying to get something across. Remember, you're you're a child of God. I said you're a child of God, and uh, you have a life to live. You got callings and giftings and things uh, uh, that God has, has, has spoken to you, things that God has, has, has given as leadings and biddings and promptings and, and things that God's trying to do in you and around you and through you. And, and, and let's not lose sight of what we've been talking about over the last two months about, about the fact that, you know, you're not to be overcome. You're supposed to be the overcomer. Come on, right? And so what happens a lot of times, and the enemy knows this to be, uh, to be true, if he can keep you overcome by whatever it is, then you're not conquering, you're not prevailing, you're not taking ground. Instead, you're kind of just sitting there wallering in it, whatever wallering means. But you get the point, right? And that's real easy. It's just easy to fall under that. And so uh, God has, has given us tools, has given us things. You know, last week we talked about uh, the armor of God, you know, and how important that is and how that comes in uh, handy when you take your stand, put on that armor, leave that armor on, praise God, and, and just take ground, praise the Lord. Amen. But now we have the Spirit of God that's available and, and what the Spirit of God, one of those things that the Spirit of God will bring into our life is a thing called wisdom. Amen. Everybody say wisdom. wisdom. Now um, I got to thinking about this after um, you know I got moving along. I got think I probably should have just gave them the uh, this thing and had it written up there, but uh, but I didn't. But uh, here's the definition of wisdom. Okay, wisdom is the ability to live life skillfully. It is the ability to live life skillfully to apply knowledge. Everybody say apply knowledge. Wisdom really isn't. Isn't necessarily knowledge uh, or information, but instead it's how to apply knowledge and information. Okay? So wisdom, amen, is the ability to live life skillfully, to apply knowledge, information, and data uh, and data wisely, okay, or rightly. Maybe another word there. Okay. Wisdom is a combination of discernment, judgment. Tact and timing. See, there's all kinds of knowledge and information and stuff that's being pumped to us every day. Things that go on. uh, We're not just talking about the news. I'm talking about all kinds of things that are going on all through your day. Something happens with the kids, something happens at home, something happens with the finance, something, something with your health. There's all kinds of stuff that's being, here comes some more information, here comes this, here comes that. And what wisdom is about how to take whatever's coming your way and how to apply what's necessary, how to, how to throw off what you need to throw off, how to accept what you need to accept, how to deal with what you need to deal with. Are you still with me? And that's important. All right? All right. Now it says, Wisdom is a combination of discernment, judgment, tact, and timing. Here we go. Wisdom is also how to successfully deal. Here we go. Successfully deal with practical affairs of daily life, dealing with things like people things. We could maybe even say people issues, because sometimes we have a few of those. But people things, uh, relational things, and things that go on. How many know you need the wisdom of God to, to, to be applied in the area of relationships? Thank you for all that enthusiasm, and how many know it's necessary? Now, now hang on, okay, how to deal with practical affairs of daily life, dealing with people, dealing with business. Do you know the Spirit of God wants to help you with business? With, uh, With the pressures of life, the things that are going on. God isn't denying all the things that are happening all around you and all the stuff going on, but what God wants to do is help walk you through these things. Now, the Spirit of God is there to help you with this. Everybody say, Help. Help. Spirit, uh, Jesus called the the Spirit of God the Helper. And he said, It's to your advantage. Woo! It's to your advantage that I leave. And they're all like, What? He says, It's to your advantage that I go. Because if I can't, if I don't go, I can't send you the Helper who's going to come now, not just be around you, but be in you. If you'll receive it, amen. And so, anyway, uh, the wisdom, all right, there's wisdom. But now, the scriptures are pretty clear here. It says that there's obviously, you know, not just wisdom of God, there's also human wisdom, there's wisdom of men, wisdom of this age, it says. So, how many know that's not the wisdom we're talking about? In fact, let's. Let's go to James 3. We'll come back to 1 Corinthians because that's where we're going to hang out today. But we're going to go back to James chapter 3, please. Are you doing all right? Yeah. I don't want to bore you today, so are you, are you hooked up? Yep. Yeah. All right. James 3. Now, there's two kinds of wisdom, so we've probably got to establish that because sometimes, you know, our own head kind of gets in the way. And in fact,. Um, um, I tell you what, uh, Michael, you're on the okay. Put uh, put that Proverbs uh, 14 on the board. Throw that up there. We'll come back to James 3. We'll just gotta got roll with this here. Now this is something we used on Wednesday night, but I'm gonna also throw it out here today. Uh, see, there's ways that seem right to a man, but its end is the way of death. Okay, that word death there means ruin or destruction. Literally means life like hell on earth. That's what it means. So there's a way that seems right. Everybody say seems right. Okay, but now, according to the Word, God's way is always right, but there are ways, see, if you just let your own head, see, if we're just talking about the wisdom of men, the wisdom of this age, worldly wisdom, then what happens is what happens? Is you're sitting there rolling, you're reasoning things, and it's going to seem right. It's going to seem right. But see, I don't want what just seems right. I want what is right. Okay, there's a big difference. Um, uh, what I did... Um, Wednesday, and I think it's worthy of maybe throwing it out there again today. Um, if you reverse that, uh, there's a way that seems wrong to a man, but it's in as the way of life. Yes. See, that's the thing we're talking about. When you start moving by the Spirit of God, your natural mind just it just it just wants to check out sometimes. Come on, see, so we're talking about two kinds of wisdom here. The Spirit of God's bringing bringing something that even at times, hang on, even at times might just defy natural reasoning. But, I mean, how many miracles have we read in the Scriptures where it defied natural reasoning? And yet God showed up strong and everybody was, uh, you know, everything was either saved, delivered, whatever, healed, whatever, breakthrough, whatever, amen, came. Because if you read it, it, it seems like it would seemed wrong to a natural mind, but it ended up in in a... You know, producing life. Praise God. Amen. Yep. Back to James three, please. Hallelujah. So James three and verse thirteen says, "Who is wise and understanding among you?" In other words, let's—he's he's trying to—you know—trying to trying to get you to kind of analyze something, kind of look at yourself, and uh, you know, and determine, uh, you know, you know, how, how, how's things working for your life right now? Who's wise and understanding among you? And he says, "Let him show by good conduct that his works are done." In the meekness of what? Of wisdom, right? Now, hang on. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom, uh uh-oh, this wisdom does not descend from above, but it's earthly, sensual, demonic. Now, nobody wants that kind. It's earthly. It's of this, of just more of, a, of, a, of an earthly, of a natural earthly thing. It's sensual, or literally means sensitive. That's that's key. A lot of people wear their feelings on their sleeve, and every decision they make based on those things. I know it's nobody in the house here. It's all the other people didn't come today. Come on now. See, it's all based on the senses. How I feel at the moment. See, some people are flowing in a sense of reasoning. And, and, and their discernment, okay, is based on how they feel at the moment. Right. Well, it, that is not a wisdom that descends from above. That's right. So it gets you in trouble, That's right. okay? It's demonic. In other words, it's root. Basically, it's, it comes out, It's a dem, out of a demonic realm, in a sense, because the fact that, you know, it's not from above. So if it ain't from above, we don't want it. Come on now. All right, it goes on here. For where envy and self-seeking exist, or strife, some translations say strife there, where envy and strife or self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. Now remember, you know, a lot of times we might take a verse or two out of this and use it for, in teaching things and stuff, and nothing, nothing wrong with that, but, let's, but sometimes you got to stop and see why is it all there. Okay, why is that verse, you know, how is it used in context? And in context, he's dealing with two kinds of wisdom. Context, he's talking about earthly wisdom, and he's talking about, you know, wisdom from above or wisdom from beneath. And so anytime you're going to lean on the wisdom of this world, then what's going to happen is we're going to have all this mess. And nobody wants that verse. That is not a refrigerator verse. Nobody hangs that on their mirror and says, "Woo, hallelujah. Right? But understand where there's envy and self-seeking, uh, you know, there are strife. You have to understand that confusion comes in and every evil thing's there. It's an open door for the demonic. And that's why the enemy wants you to take that. That's why it's, it's why he says that this wisdom is earthly, sensual, and demonic because the enemy is hoping you bite, bite on it. Come on, somebody. Uh, Hook, line, and sinker. Come on now. Grab hold of it and pull on it. And then what happens is he can just kind of pull you wherever he wants to pull you. Because you start making decisions based on natural things. And then all it is is just compounds and gets worse. Are you still hearing me? All right. But, oh, hallelujah. Let's get to the good verse. It's a good thing we got there. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure clean, right, innocent, it's peaceable, Uh, it's gentle, all right, it's willing to yield or easy to be entreated is what one I think one translation says, amen, in other words, it's not always looking to fight and strive with everything, it's full of mercy, come on now, compassion, you could say, It's, it's full of good fruit, amen, right, without partiality, amen, and without hypocrisy, now, the fruit of the spirit is sown or pardon me, the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace uh, by those who make peace Now uh, I'm not going to spend a lot more time on this one, but the thing that we're trying to bring out uh, for today's service is the fact that it's making a distinction between earthly wisdom or man's wisdom or human wisdom or wisdom of this age with the wisdom from above. There's a big difference. Now uh, uh, for whatever it's worth, it's not just a, a, a distinction uh, from the source. So one from God, one isn't. It's not, just, it's not just telling us that there's a distinction between its source, but also its results. That's good. That's good. Because, see, then you can start policing yourself. Now, you don't like it when I police you. And I probably won't like it if you police me. But sometimes we can police ourselves because you can tell by the fruit if something's producing like it should be producing. Or if it is not, we might have to take another look at it. Maybe we're not drawing on wisdom from above, letting the spirit of God lead or guide. Instead, maybe we're doing more based on how we feel at the moment. Can I hear a bigger amen than I'm hearing? Are you just, are you just mulling it over or you shut me off? All right, so it's not just about uh, its source, okay, but it's about its fruit. It's about what it produces. Amen. Now you know. Uh, so you got kind of a bowl. I just kind of made a real brief. Okay, you got wisdom from above. You got wisdom from beneath. You got the wisdom of the spirit. Wisdom of the head. Come on. You got good conduct or not? Good works or not? Good fruit or not? What's pure or of falsehood? What's peaceable or confusing or stressful? What's gentle or what's, uh, where there's every evil thing? Is it willing to yield or is it self-seeking or full of strife? Is it full of mercy or is it full of envy or selfish ambition? So you can determine these things. all right? And then that begins to tell us where uh, that wisdom did, uh, where its source is or where it generated from originated, or originated better word. Thank you. So anyway, so we, we, wanna, we want the wisdom from above. Are we clear on that? All right. Go back to uh, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 2, please. All right. So we want the wisdom from above, praise God. Now, um, (laughs) I kind of put a little statement in here, kind of a, you know, whatever. But uh, man's wisdom creates trouble, but God's wisdom eliminates it. Right? Amen. Now, the wisdom of God, here we go, defies the demonic realm and it defies the sense realm. Go back to chapter 1 of 1 Corinthians. verse. uh, Let's see, where do we want to go? Probably like verse 26 or something like that. I think I used a verse out of this on Wednesday too. Here we go, verse 26. Um, For you see your calling brethren... Uh, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, uh, not many noble are called, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world... To put to shame the wise, and God has chosen the weak things, uh, of the or feeble things, what it means uh, of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. All right, and the base things of the world, uh, and the things which are despised or unappreciated, God has chosen, and the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are. That no flesh should glory in His presence. Now, bottom line, what He's saying is this: that any time God's wisdom comes on the scene, it's gonna, it's gonna. It just doesn't click, naturally. Anybody hearing me? Yeah. Now, I shouldn't say always, but, but he's trying to bring out here, you See, he hasn't changed the subject, he's still dealing with a wisdom that comes from above. And you have to be willing to say, you know what, uh, sometimes the Spirit of God is leading in a way, amen, that might not, you know, you know it's like this, you know, uh, walk in love. What? <laughs> Do you see what that person's done? This would be a good time to be merciful. Oh, are you kidding me? I'm just going to give them a piece of my mind. What do you think that's coming from? Nobody wants a piece of your mind. Hey Amen. Hey Especially if your mind's in the wrong place. Come on now. I'm just saying. You know, see, the thing is, that, see the, there are times when the Spirit of God is leading, this would be a good time to be merciful. This would be a good time, just, how about just shut your mouth? This would be a good time maybe uh, to speak this when every fiber of you wants to speak something else. The Spirit of God wants to walk through it. See, the, 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 the wisdom from above, the wisdom of God will defy the demonic realm. It will defy the sense realm. And if you do it and follow it, you will get God results. Even though at the beginning, maybe in that moment of a sowing a seed, whatever it is, whether it be words out of your mouth or an action or a reaction, you're sowing a seed of life because the Spirit of God, amen, has given you, hallelujah, How? because really what's going on? There's information and there's data and there's all kinds of stuff being coming at your face and it's this and it's that and that person said this and that. See, all the whole time there's information coming at you and some of it you can't stand. And the Spirit of God says, but in the midst of all that, let me show you how to apply this, how to do this, how to say this. And when you do that, you'll get this result. He's not denying that maybe somebody did something they shouldn't have done, or said something they shouldn't have said, or reacted in a way they shouldn't have reacted, or maybe somebody's duped you, or maybe somebody's taken advantage of you, or maybe whatever. This has gone on. Maybe maybe, maybe something that happened that should have never happened to any human being, but it happened to you. God isn't denying any of it. He's just saying, listen, with all that coming at you, this is a good time for you to be led by the Spirit of God. Let Him reveal something. Let Him show you something. Come on. Let Him walk you through this thing. And if you do, you'll get the results that the Spirit of God, or the, we could even say the wisdom of God will bring. Amen. amen. Can I hear a bigger amen than I'm getting? Come on. All right. So. There's a big difference, all right. So, uh, verse. Uh, I'm in chapter one still, and I felt like I, I need to almost read verse thirty-two, uh, verse thirty. I mean, uh, but of him you are in Christ. Uh, look at this. But of him you are in Christ Jesus. So, in other words, amen. Come on now. That even though everything's going on, remember you're you're of him, you're in him. Look at this, and it says this who became for us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. Now, how many believe that you're redeemed? I just thought it was worthy of looking at this. How many believe you're redeemed? All right, this ain't a trick question, all right? So you've been redeemed, you've been purchased, there's been a a price paid for you. Now, most Christians will agree with that one. Okay, my sins are forgiven, praise the Lord, I'm redeemed, amen? Amen. And most people will agree with that, okay? Uh, Right? Okay. Uh, He's also your sanctification. And somebody says, I don't have a clue what that means. So how do I know He's that if I don't know what it means? Well, it just means set apart or made different. Because of what Jesus did for you, you've been set apart. You've been made different. You're not the same person anymore. You are the righteousness of God. You are, praise God, a new creation in Christ. You're an overcomer. You're a conqueror. I mean, man, you don't know. But you're a difference maker. Why? Because you've been made different. You're the salt. You're the light, praise God. All of this happened when you received Jesus Christ. So not only is he your redemption, he's your sanctification. He's the one that made you different. How many would agree with that one? We had more believe on the redemption, which is it's understandable. But you've also been made different. You're sanctified. Now, what's the other one for that? Righteous. Okay, I mentioned that a minute ago. Righteousness means you've been made right before God. You are, according to Scripture, the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Now, how many believe that you've been made right? You have been. So you might say, well, but you don't understand what I did today or what I said yesterday or how I reacted and how I'm really not where I need to be and, uh, you know, I'm kind of in a backslidden state. Well, praise the Lord. I'm glad you're here today. Because you're finding out you are also made right based on what Jesus did, not on what you did or didn't do. So let's ask the question, who believes you're the righteousness of God? All right. All right. So most most of us here, you know, in this house, are going to believe that we're redeemed, we're sanctified, we're righteous. But you know, also, he became wisdom for us. Right. That wisdom's readily available. Now, with that said, go back to chapter two. Let's go to like verse nine again. But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has past tense prepared made ready, made right, right, for those who love Him. These things are available. The wisdom of God is available. You don't have to try to do enough stuff that somehow come into the wisdom of God. This is readily available. You need to receive that like you would your own redemption. It's already a done deal. Wisdom's available, and the Spirit of God wants to help you with that, wants to walk you through that. Still with me? Verse 10, please. Thank you. Amen. We'll we're just, we're just do whatever's roll it today. Verse 10, but God has revealed them, what's, what, what them, what, what, these things, these things that are uh, made available, these things provided. Amen. And really in context, he's dealing with wisdom, these things that are going to help your life, these things that are going to benefit your life, these things that are going to cause life to be successful. You're gonna get better at your timing. You're gonna get better at, come on, right? Better at your tact. Some people need help with tact. I needed a lot of work on that one. <laughs> a lot of work. And some still think I need a lot more. Amen. Uh, but tact is important. Amen. I timing is important. Amen. And, and and the Spirit of God's there. These things, see, He's revealing these things. So you can, amen, have these things. Why? To make life better. Amen. I, 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 nothing better than being in the right place at the right time. I'm telling you. Amen. I've been in the wrong place at the wrong time. I mean, I've even been in the wrong place at the right time. And I've been in the right place at the wrong time. But it really works when you're in the right place at the right time. Praise God. And this is what wisdom's about. This is what the Spirit of God's trying to do and help us with. Praise God. And it says that He revealed things to us. Through His Spirit. Okay. Everybody say reveal. Reveal. Are you doing okay? Okay, the word reveal here, okay. Uh, It means uh, to uncover something. It means uh, to expose or make known. It means to bring into the light or to bring into view. It means to cause the unseen to be seen. All right. Now, uh, the Spirit of God uh, in Ephesians one, I believe, it brings out that uh, there is a. Uh, uh, he's going to give you the Spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Him that the eyes of your understanding are being enlightened. So you, in other words, so he's not talking about these physical eyes when he's talking about bringing something into view. He's talking about the eyes of your understanding. You're going to start seeing things. things are going to come into view, all of a sudden that thing is uncovered where you can start seeing it for what it is. Is anybody hearing me? All right. See, if you can see what the average man cannot see, you can do what the average man can't do. If you can see what the average man can't see, then you can be what the average man will never be. If you can see, now we're talking about the eyes of your understanding. If you can start seeing what the average man will never see, you start receiving what the average man never receives. But see, he's trying to reveal things. He's trying to, he's trying to, he's trying to enlighten the eyes of your understanding. That's where the spirit of God comes in. Start revealing things. Start showing you things, praise God. You know, when you when you think about how Jesus operated, He He makes it real clear. He said, He said, I don't say anything unless I hear the Father say it. I don't do anything unless I see the Father do it. And he was successful at everything he did. So you we know, well, he asked because he was the Son of God. No, it's because he followed the leadings and the biddings, amen, of the Father through the Spirit of God, amen. And every time he did what he saw and said what he heard, guess what? It always worked. And he was, I mean, nobody could say, you know, too bad Jesus wasn't in the right place at the right time. He was always in the right place at the right time. And he did things that defied the normal, natural mind. Yeah, that's a good one. Heard, you know, Lazarus is dead. Well, we better get over there. Nah, not yet. <laughs> they're all going, dude. Oh, I thought that guy loved that guy. Man, how uncaring! What's his problem? See, it don't, it don't, don't compute. So after a little while, all right, now we'll head over there. Call him out. <laughs> Roll that stone back. <laughs> He stinketh, <laughs> right? It don't, it don't compute. Now, you, you know, you, and, 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 and one of his sisters even said, you know, if you would have been here, if you would have been here, ain't none of this would have happened. Earthly wisdom. And Jesus said, he's just sleeping. They all look at each other. He must be stricken with grief. He I can't even think straight. It just doesn't compute doesn't compute think about this okay I just I just think about all the different things okay he goes to the pool of Bethesda to minister to one man one man to really I mean he had to literally convince him he needs to be healed It's crazy do you want to be made well? Well, you know, I mean, if, you know, if, you know, if somebody would just help me over here, then maybe I could, you know, feel better, and if I feel better. Maybe I don't know, you know, somebody would just help. And he goes, <laughs> "Yes or no?" <laughs> right? right? So you know, it went beyond his thinking. So he goes, uh, "Yeah." Well, then take up your bed and walk, huh? Take up your bed and walk. Now, it defied natural reasoning, right? But that isn't done. Then he walks away. The whole pool is surrounded with sick people. He goes, he ministers to the one, and he gets up and he walks away. Now, that don't compute with the Christian mind we think, well, bless the Lord. Showing favoritism or something. (laughs) That just don't compute. I thought he healed them all. No, there were some places, there were some places, the word said he couldn't even minister, but just to some minor ailments because of their own unbelief. And there were places that he would minister and did say, and he healed them all. And then there were other places he healed one. There were times he walked on the water and times he didn't. He's sleeping on the boat. Come on, right? I'm just saying there's so many things. When you start looking on both ends of this thing, in fact, <laughs> the word things, it's all through this text here, uh, Greek words for that is, uh, is pass, okay, and uh, it means all manner of things or whatsoever. It also means all form of declension. Now, I don't know if I pronounced that exactly right, but I had to look it up. But it, in, in its context, what it's dealing with here is there are things that are even at, at times appear insignificant. Here we go, insignificant to hard to accept. So there are things, there are things being revealed. Come on, somebody. Things that have already been prepared and ready for you. But things are being revealed as you're ready and you're saying, I'll take some of that. Things that even at times were, is, is all the way from the whole spectrum of insignificant to hard to accept. And both of them hang us up. Because sometimes it's that insignificant thing that we in our own head say, that's insignificant. The Spirit of God says, ain't nothing insignificant. Or that thing that's just so out there that just blows a door off your brain. If your brain had a door. Right? He said there are things. So he's revealing them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches, this is verse 10 again. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, even, hey, hey, even deep things of God. Profound things. Yeah. Literally, if you, if you could break it down, deep things is like the inside scoop. He's got, we have, a, we have, a, we have this, you know, this, we have this, you know, we have this connection. Yeah. Hey Amen. The more you hang out with him, the more I get some of the inside scoop. More profound, that you know it isn't, and now it's like he's he's you know takes you to another level. Everybody say, New level, come on. And and there we go, we're going in. And he starts these profound things, these deep things. He's revealing all these kind of things to you and me. Now they're already made available, they're already provided. And you have to say, okay, that's I want some of that. So that means if the Spirit of God. Is 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 going to make that readily available? I mean, if if it's through His Spirit, then somewhere along the line, I got to you know I'm I'm going to have to kind of hang out with the Holy Ghost for a little bit. I'm going to have to be okay with that. Now, for for whatever you know, I I hope everybody in the house here knows this is a Holy Ghost church. I mean, if somebody says, "Was that a Holy Ghost church?" I say, "Oh my God." One time, a brother in the house, he was working somewhere and, and uh, he was working with a gentleman that was from another church. And, and they were talking and got talking about the Spirit of God and doing things. And, and he says, uh, Yeah, well, you what church you belong? Oh, that one. Yeah, that's a Holy Ghost church. Oh, no, it isn't. <laughs> He's like, What? He said, hey, No, well, we don't do that tongue talking stuff. He said, Well, I, I'm pretty sure that's a Holy Ghost church. No, it ain't. Been going there a while. I ain't seen none of it. I hope nobody walks away from here thinking that thing. Come on now. If it happens, John, kick me, will you? (laughs) Amen, brother. Anybody hearing me? No? We want to be able to, amen, this is a Holy, we want to hang out with the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost has got things for us. Holy Ghost has help. The Holy Ghost, praise God, has got leadings and biddings and promptings and things of the Spirit of God, the wisdom of God, ready to flow. Why? So you can live life successfully and skillfully. Praise God. Taking what happens here and what happens there and what happens here, and be able to deal. He searches all things. He knows. Yeah, this. Yeah, we. Let's do this. Let's not do that. Don't worry about that. Let's take hold of this. Let's move forward in this. Let's say this. Don't say that. Declare. Move forward here. Right, right, left here. Here we go. Yeah. What's happened? The Spirit of God wants to walk you through things. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, even the deep things of God. Verse 11. Are you still glad you came out on a Sunday morning? Yeah. Verse 11. For what man knows the things of a man except the Spirit of the man which is in him? Even so. He's trying to, he's trying to show you. You know, it's like. You know, even though I might know some things about you, and you might know some things about me, but he's saying that your, your inner man, what's in you, you you know more about you than anybody. I know more about me than anybody, and you know more about you than anybody. Why? Because of the, because of your spirit in there, amen? But he says, even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. How many want to know some more things about God? Are you you satisfied where you're at? Are you ready to go higher, ready to go a little deeper? Praise God. So who wants to know some more things about the Spirit of God, about God? Well, he says it's because it's through the Spirit of God that's in him. Verse 12. Here we go. That's what comes after 11. Anyway, now we have received, not the Spirit of the world. Woo, praise the Lord. We already had enough of that mess. But what did we receive? The Spirit who is from God. Why? That we might know the things. Those things, whether we're talking insignificant or things hard to accept, that whole spectrum of things that's available. God wants, why? That we can know the things that have been freely given to us by God. There's a lot of things been given to us. There's a lot of things we're leaving laying on the table. There's a lot of things that we haven't picked up that we could pick up. Right. There's a lot of things that we could grab hold of that we're not grabbing hold of. There's a lot of things that we could put into a uh, put into our life that we're not grabbing. There's a lot of things that we could use uh, even as 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 tools in our tool belt, so to speak. Right. Amen. That we're not grabbing. All right. But it's been freely given. Everybody say freely given. Free. And just for sake of time, the word says His divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Amen. That's uh, 2 Peter 1 tells us. First Peter, uh, pardon me, 1 Timothy 6 says this, that we're to trust in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Everybody say all things. all things. There's things that are totally available, freely, freely given. Put that back up there again. Sorry about that. So freely given. Look at your name. freely given. Say it, freely given. Okay, so uh, we, we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Verse 13. These things we also speak, not in in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches. Look at this. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Huh. If there's any comparison, that's what, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. So the Spirit of God, remember, searches all things, okay, so He searches all things, and so He knows, He's able to, to line up and stack up everything, where it is, what's important, what ain't, comparing spiritual things with spiritual things, and we're going along with our own head trying to determine what's important and what ain't important. Come on now. Listen, I, I just want to throw this out because every time I read that, Spirit of God brings this to my attention. And that is this, that, uh, you know, a lot of times you're going along and you got this thing going on. Somebody did or said or some kind of thing happened and, and, and you think it's pretty serious. And so you're you're going to God with it. And the Spirit of God, uh, you know, it, it, this is just what happens. Maybe you get your own thing, but this, He just doesn't talk to me about it. He just gets quiet when I, you know, Lord, you know this thing? We need to take a look at it. Hello? Shikaha bahasataha. Hello? Father, I was thinking we should probably take a look at this thing. I've learned a long time ago now. Praise the Lord I learned it. But if you ain't talking to me about something, it's because it don't matter. He compares spiritual things with spiritual. He searches old things. Some things are just not relevant. Some things are. And a lot of times the things that we think in our own natural mind, this is huge, the Spirit of God says, no, no, no. Just look past it. Move on. Think about how many things in our life, how much stress, how much fear, how much anxiety, all the stuff that would just fall by the wayside if we just... Let the Spirit of God do what the Spirit of God does. Amen. And He knows what's relevant. He knows what's important. He's compared. He's searched all things. He's going, comparing everything, spiritual, spirit. Okay, no, this is where we focus. This is where we go. And if we would just put all of our attention into what He said to put our attention in, all of a sudden you're living life skillfully and successfully. All the information, data that's been fed to you, Even though you think this thing right now should be what we put all of our attention in, the Spirit of God says, no. No. Next verse. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. And you're going along and everybody around you says, Dude! How can you not see this? Why are you not dealing with this? Why are you not putting all of your energies into this? Why haven't you called the prayer chain and got them on it and called everybody in the house? Get all the elders here now! We gotta take care of this thing now! Spirit of God says no, no, no. And so you're going along, but the natural man ain't going to grab it? The guy that's just going to be locked on the natural thing ain't going to grab it? They ain't going to understand it? Are you with me? Because it seems foolish. But things are spiritually discerned. I said spiritually discerned. Now, uh, the word here, let's look at this word, natural, just might as well look at it. It, mean, it means to be sensual, sensory, or uh, sensorial, okay, which just means of the senses, okay, uh, relative to the physical senses or naturally minded. Okay, well, okay, I think we kind of grabbed that. Um, uh, put a statement here. Um, our limitation is in our seeing. And if you're going to be seeing things by the natural, then you're going to be instantly limited. You're going to be hung up because you're probably going to spend a lot of time dealing with stuff today that you didn't need to deal with. And you're going to be wasting your time when things you should have been focusing on and putting your energies in, you've overlooked. Because you're chasing the thing that your own natural mind because you're more moved by the senses, natural senses, or natural thinking. Is anybody hearing me? Now, if we're not going to spend any time with the Holy Ghost, we're not going to spend any time in prayer or praying in the Spirit and these kind of things, which we'll talk more about as we get into the services ahead here. But uh, as we, if you're not going to spend any time doing that, then what happens is I guarantee you, you're going you're to be spending a lot of energy or extending a lot of energy toward things you don't need to be extending energy towards. And then we're going to have the results that we found that the man's wisdom produces. Envy and strife and contention and self-seeking and everything. Pretty soon you're all caught up in it. I've seen more people get mad at God, mad at the church, about things that they were chasing at or they were trying to fix or whatever. And instead, the Spirit of God just says, leave it alone. And we are going to spend all of our time, and then we get mad because not everybody sees it the way we see it. And then we're mad at the church, mad at each other, mad at this, mad at that. And next thing you know, we've got, we got now due to self-seeking. We've got envy. We've got strife. We've got contention. We've got discord. We've got all this stuff, and it all comes out of that mess. I said it all comes out of that mess. Well, I'd rather spend time with the Holy Ghost, and I'd rather get some spiritual uh, wisdom. I'd rather get the wisdom from above about some things, because that's the kind of fruit we get then. We get the God fruit. Can I hear a bigger amen than I'm hearing? Okay. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them. Why? Because they're spiritually discerned. Well, look at your neighbor and say, well, let's get spiritually discerning then. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Let's get ourselves hooked up, praise God. Verse 15, please. But he who is spiritual judges all things. Literally means to determine or to discern. So, in other words, okay, if you're going to do the spirit thing, then you too are going to do kind of like what the Holy Ghost does. Amen. Searches all things, even the deep things of God. And what you're going to do is the same thing. When You're you're not going to get all caught up with it because your senses always want to do and dictate now. You see this, you hear this, you want to react now. And he says, no, no, this ain't how we work. We spiritually judge all things. So We stop, we discern, we learn to get back, go inward. Come on, somebody, we go inward and you follow the Spirit of God. This is key. Listen, you're a child of God. The Word's very clear. you got the Spirit of God on the inside. The Word's clear. Listen, it's even going to come up and say, you even have the mind of Christ. Right. You have the potential to operate under all of this as a child of God. Right. Think about the problems we would eliminate if we would just take a moment. Come on. And then it says, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. What it just, all it means is, ain't nobody got anything. A, a natural man ain't got nothing over a spiritual man. Spiritual man's made a decision, I'm going to make the right call here, do the right thing, regardless of what everybody else says. Regardless of how they feel about you. What results, are you with me or am I, What results do you want? If the Spirit of God's leading you on when to buy, then follow the leading on when to buy. Well, that don't make sense. To who? I remember when we bought our first house. Oh, it was a dump. Oh, my gosh. God, it was just a pigsty. It was an old crack house, and there it it wasn't a wall that didn't have a hole in it. It wasn't a door that didn't have a hole in it. It wasn't a, it wasn't a window that didn't have a crack in it. And we were looking for a house. We were with the realtor at the time. And we pulled into this cul-de-sac, going back to look at a house. And, you know, we're just, you know, looking. And, yeah, that's a nice house, you know. And you kind of, okay, that's cool. Let's go, you know, look at the, you know, next place. And as we pulled out of the one house, literally, okay, we, this was not on our agenda. But as we pulled out of the lane of the one on, into this cul-de-sac, another house was on the other side of the cul-de-sac. And the spirit goes, there it is. Literally, there it is. There's your house. We look. Oh, dear God. (laughs) I thought you loved me. (laughs) Serious. It just didn't compute. And so, but yet inside, I knew this is our house. I said, pull up in there. It was for sale, by the way. And uh, so the realtor thought, okay. Okay pulled up in there, and got out and knew in my heart, right? We knew, this is it. We're home. (laughs) It's like, ding, 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 ding. $28,000. You can imagine what kind of house that was. On two and a half acres, acres, though. But it's what set the stage for everything that's gone in our life up to this point. See? And so, pulled up in there, and they were asking, I think they were asking 30-some, I think, what they were asking for. it, And uh, we literally walked in, looked at it. Like I said, I am not kidding you one bit. Okay? When the window didn't have a crack, when the door didn't have a hole, when the wall didn't have a hole. Literally, had had needles shoved into the holes in the wall. Okay? We're talking about, okay, carpet... (laughs) Horrid. Walk out the door. The Spirit of God says, "Offer twenty-eight thousand dollars." Tell them you put. They wanted so much for a down or something. They said you'll give half at the closing and half in four months. We'll give twenty-eight thousand dollars for this. We'll give you the closing. Uh, we'll give you half the closing at closing time and half in four months. She goes, "Okay." didn't make a bit of sense. And get a call, what, a day or so later, it all went through, and that was the start. And with a little help from my friends, oh, hallelujah. (laughs) Praise the Lord for my friends. Ron Ron Hollis and Jim Norman Norman and some of these that are just, oh, hallelujah. And the Judys and Nancys that come along just to help. Oh, God, because it was bad. We just peeled everything off the wall. Literally, all you looked at was just bare studs on the outside wall, except for the inside, we had a little, little bitty wall around the furnace. Toilet, everything's exposed. We're home. <laughs> Nothing but a glorified tent. In fact, the tent might have been better at point is it all from there it started and did, redid, 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 put an addition off and a few years later sold it for, made buku buck on it, come on somebody, moved it, gave us enough to move us into the next place, did follow God and all that kind of deal, turned it, praised God and it gave us even more, we were able to praise God be in the place that we're in now. And I'm just saying but you're following, amen, wisdom, even though in the head it's like, yeah. <laughs> Think about things about ministry and things that God, think about where God, you know, there are times you're dealing with relational things, and sometimes the Spirit of God just walks you through something and just says, don't give heed to that. Right, right. No, that's, amen, Trudy. Yes. Thank you. Well, it's true. I mean, you know, a good little pastor would clean all that up, right? Anyway, uh, you know, she just says, you can't go do what I did or what we did. You have to follow God for you. Well, it's, it's, it's right, necessary. I think about ministry, okay? I mean, how many times we've gone, we've gone places, and there, this is great. You know, a lot of times you go and you see what, what ministries are doing and how they're being successful at this and successful at that, and a lot of people walk out of there saying, I'm going to go do that. And they say, I don't understand why that stuff never works for me. I tried all that stuff, and it don't work. How about, like, follow the Holy Ghost? Stop doing what everybody else does. That's what God told them to do, not you. I mean, you can go glean some things. You can go learn some things and, and take some, you know, take notes on, on what kind of things, uh, you know, how things can work. Sometimes it gives you a vision about greater things. Oh, that's all wonderful, praise God. But when it comes time to actually doing, you better be led by the Spirit of God, follow the wisdom of God so you can get the results of the the wisdom of God. Can I hear a big amen? Amen. Come on, amen. Thank you, Trudy. Praise God, I needed that. Amen. But that's the truth. So you got to do what God leads. Amen. Now, the Spirit of God wants to walk you through it. It's all readily available. I I thought this was kind of cool, too. All right. Uh, It says... Uh, He who spiritually judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. Actually, back up. Let's do like verse 14 again. Let's see if it's... Let's back up verse 13. There you go. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. I think one of the coolest things about it, and it's just something that just kind of hit me here, is that the Spirit of God's already kind of done the work. This thing happened. This thing happened. That thing happened. You're standing there going, "What do I do now?" And the Spirit of God said, "Just a second. Okay, this is what you do. Think how much time that saved you. Because it don't go. Not for you. It's like, oh my God oh my God, oh my God. And once you have all the panic and all the issues and the problems that comes with the panic, then in four days, five days, ten days later, you finally settle down enough to go, maybe I better do something. The <laughs> Spirit of God already had it all done and figured out why, because He knows how to compare this with that and do this, and He knows all things, the deep things of God. He understands how it all works, what's important, what ain't. Praise God, just follow Him, and it just worketh. Did you get something today? Yeah. Give the Lord a praise. Come on. Yeah. Hallelujah! Why don't y'all stand up? Praise God! Hallelujah! Appreciate you. Let me give me a few extra minutes there. Thank you for that. Praise the Lord! What a good God we serve. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah! So, next few weeks here, we're going to be talking more about really just by following the Spirit of God and and what that means and and uh, just letting God be God. Come on now. There's just some good things, good days. Amen. We're what an hour, what a day we're in right now, amen. And uh, you know, in the natural, there's a lot of things out there that ain't going so good, and there's some things happening. But when you start really letting the Spirit of God lead and guide and direct, you, you really don't you, you don't really seem to panic because it's like you know He's got this. Yeah, he's got so you just just follow Him, amen. And uh, you don't need to be uh, all consumed. Now the natural man is going to be all you know bent out of shape and. And, you know, kind of feeling like they're hung out to dry out there. But but if you just stay in the Spirit of God, let the Spirit of God do, take some time, learn to acknowledge God in all your ways, and He'll just walk you through things. And things just seem to work. And you'll end up in the right place at the right time. Amen. Doing the right things for the right reasons. Come on, somebody, and seeing the right results. Amen to that. Amen. Father, we give you praise, glory, and honor once again. Thank you so much for uh, an ear to hear today and a heart to receive and and for opening the eyes of our understanding. We would walk in this, walk in your wisdom, praise God, that wisdom from above. Hallelujah. Father, thank you. Amen. Thank you for leading us. Thank you for directing us and guiding us. And thank you for a people willing to to yield and submit themselves to you. Amen. And follow you. As your word says that we're, we're your sheep. We know your voice. Hallelujah. We hear your voice. We follow your voice. Praise God. And thus we can get your results. And for that, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Give the Lord a praise, if you will. Praise God. Well, turn- Thank you for joining us for this message.